Hey, y'all. Um, it sounded like I said, hey, y'all, but I said, hey, all. Uh, welcome to another episode of The Barefoot Shepherdess, a podcast by Mint and Thistle, which used to be monthly and now is just whenever I get to be in my bonnet. Um, and today, I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about some gear switching. I want to talk about perseverance. And I want to talk about the climate and education and the next generation and a lot of topics. And specifically, this thing that I've been calling the sneaky hate spiral of despair. And uh, so there's a lot of topics that I want to hit on today. But the main message in this particular episode is one of perseverance and solutions. So if you want to stick around and listen to this ramble, feel free. Okay. So I teach high school... um, I teach high school kids, but I teach two classes right now. At present, I teach one that's just traditional world history, so we do a lot of world history. But um, the other class I teach is this thing called The End of the World, A History of Climate Policy in the United States and Abroad. In that class, I was somehow granted to teach this year. My previous boss, I wanted to teach a class called Climate Policy, and he looked at me and said, Hydric, there's no possibility anybody's going to take that class. Make it sexier. So I titled the class The End of the World, and somebody signed off on it, and now I'm teaching it. So essentially, I teach month-long units chunked out into resources. So for example, water, uh, air, agriculture, forestry, etc. And I talk about a little bit of the science behind those things, and then I talk about the history of the policies or laws that exist in the United States about those things, and then some current issues. Um, The group of kids who elected to take this class are motivated, intelligent young ones, and some of them took it simply because I'm their teacher, and some of them took it because they were interested in the topic. Nonetheless, it is a class that simultaneously creates a feeling of despair and hope in me, because we dig into the worst parts about what's going on on our planet every day. So we're talking about Australia burning, or the Amazon burning, or the depletion of water for profit, and the fact that some people don't have clean drinking water, and yet companies like Nestle are hauling water out of the ground at an alarming rate, Um, groundwater laws. So we talk about a lot of things. We talk about agriculture, how beef is killing our environment, and beef is inhumane at that so a lot of topics it's very rarely about uh, happiness and optimism in that class so it's important for me to end each class on a positive note we try to be solutions based every final uh, assessment for each unit I ask them for a solution a reasonable solution not just a well make everybody stop driving their cars what's a reasonable affordable economical solution because the real question at heart here is can you balance environment with economy and have an effective country or world as it sits now? And recently I've been falling into despair over this because the more I think about it and the more I research it and the more work I do, the more I consider the fact that, no, maybe we can't balance environment and economy the way we're seeing it now, which says one of two things. One to keep the economy we have, we must destroy the environment we have. Or two, to keep the environment that we have, we must destroy the economy we have. Both of those are 
horribly arduous, complicated, and destructive tasks. If you couple that with the current political environment in the United States and abroad, but particularly and selfishly in the United States, you'll find yourself in what I'm calling a sneaky hate spiral of despair. Because all of a sudden I realize I'm angry, and I don't know why, and I have to think about it. And then I realize it's because things are going to shit right now, and it's really hard to envision the future. So why am I telling you all this horrible stuff? Like, why am I talking about this? Well, frankly, because somebody needs to grab people like me right by the face and tell them it's people like you who do things that will change the world. Every tree planted, every acre saved, every animal that you stop for in the road, every dollar you donate to the Red Cross or a koala rescue, every positive step you take is just one in a drop of a bucket that is bigger than you think it is. And it's very easy to say, fuck it, um, I'm just going to do whatever because the world is ending as we know it and humans are going to fall out of existence and all those things. And that may be true, but that doesn't mean that we abandon our morals and our ethics just because things are ending, maybe. I mean, no doubt about it, climate the climate is changing rapidly. How is this happening? It's happening because of human impact, period. No questions about it. Does that mean that we can't solve some of these problems? No. So today I was reading about the bushfires in Australia, and the, the fact of the matter is I've been reading about them for weeks and feeling very upset about them because there's nothing I can do about it. I can't go out there and fight fires. I, I mean, I don't even have the skills, even if I had the money and time to get there. I don't really have the ability to do much. And that feeling of helplessness contributes to the feeling of despair. And here's the thing. I'm a teacher. My job is to teach students about the world around them, the history of the world, and to help them understand that they can have an impact on it. Here's the other thing. So can I and so can you. Donate your money. Plant trees. Organize a neighborhood pickup. Organize a neighborhood information session. I posted today on Facebook about how meat consumption can help, uh, reducing your meat consumption can help shape the environment in a more positive way and reduce your carbon emissions. And I have family members who had no idea. They're like, pardon my ignorance, but how can reducing meat consumption help save the planet? And I said, let me tell you, and I explained it. And uh, now three more people on the planet know more about how to reduce their carbon footprint. The more we do, and in you can't do this in a way that makes people feel alienated or stupid, but the more we do to educate, spread the word, and make manageable solutions for people, understanding their socioeconomic situations, the more we can change the planet for the positive. So there are so many new people coming into the world, and the generation I teach right now, I have the greatest hope for Yes, of course, there are kids who repeat whatever their parents say and say, I don't believe in climate change, blah, 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 blah. Fine. Like, that's fine. But there are more kids who are interested in knowing what's going to happen to their world once we leave it to them. And they're interested in changing it for the better because they have to live with it. This generation is brilliant. And I think if you were to find hope anywhere, it would be in this upcoming generation. The 16, 17, 18-year-olds that people love to shit on and say that they're lazy or they're whatever, that they don't, you know, they don't do anything but get on their Snapchat. I challenge you 
to have a conversation with a 16 year old about the state of the world. A lot of them will feel despair, but a lot of them also just want to know how they can do better and how they can help shape the world. So if you need a dose of optimism, then I think you need to consider talking with somebody in the youth who is youthful, who has that energy, but also I think you need to flip your frame of mind. I need to do this all the time. Flip to solution space. What am I going to do today that's going to impact the world in a positive way or a less bad way? I have to drive to work, period. I have to burn fossil fuels to get there. We have shit transportation in the United States, especially in rural Maine. There is no public transit for me to hop on, even if I wanted to. What am I going to do better? I'm going to drive a car that gets better gas mileage. I'm going to carpool. I'm going to choose not to get drive through coffee. I'm going to choose to bring a reusable spoon to work. There are such tiny things you can do. So for anybody who's feeling that sneaky hate spiral of despair, just know that it is a simple Google search away from you finding the little ways that you can make your world better. And if everybody is doing this, or a lot of people are doing this, guess what? It adds up just the same way that the opposite adds up and has added up. I just wanted everybody to know that you're not alone in feeling despair over this and depression and horror. I was sending friends uh, messages to my friends in Sydney and Melbourne today just stating how despair, full of despair I felt and how I wish there was something more I could do and knowing that there isn't in that particular circumstance. I can't help the wildfires in Australia. I can't. But I can change what I'm doing day to day and I can raise socially conscious children, my own children. Uh, I can help educate the, the youth, the future generations and so can you. So anyway, for those of you who are just feeling utter despair, just know that you're not alone. You know, however things flake out is how they flake out. But if you keep working towards being a better you and being a more conscious consumer, then you're doing a huge part of it. And also consider donating your money to places that are going to use it in a positive way, particularly climate research and inventions. Anyway, that's my whole spiel for the day. It's just been a long day, uh, and I hope that you find this useful or helpful or uplifting. And if you're not into the whole climate change thing, it doesn't really matter if you're into it or not. It's still going to impact you. So have a great weekend. Have a great day wherever it is you're headed. Be safe. Be a conscious consumer. And uh, thank you for listening.